Welcome to this week's episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On the show this week, I have Berto Ponce in studio slash hotel room because we're recording remotely from San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Berto. Thank you. And we are giving you a spoiler-free preview of WoW Superheroes. Women of Wrestling has a, a returning show on Access Television, and Access was kind enough to give us access and uh, um, preview and review the show. Um, so Bert, we're going to just break down what we saw without giving away results, which was hard because we can't go like match by match and like break it down but th that's why the episode is a little shorter than usual but <laughs> um spoiler free because uh starting september 7th wow superheroes returns to access television with new episodes um so please check that out check your local listings for times um but yeah this promotion was a very welcome alternative to what's out there right now and i had a blast at the taping not, not gonna lie i'm yeah. not saying that just because they let me in the show i'm like i had a legit blast going to this show yeah no, it was i had fun watching it they put on a great product mm -hmm. and you know i can't wait to see it on tv yeah it's well produced good in-ring work uh fun campy characters um and uh yeah so shout out to also shout out to david mclean and genie bus for allowing us to view the view the taping um uh, Berto, do you have anything else to plug before uh, we get to the episode? Um just my own little show called <laughs> <laughs> Pencil Net Geeks Podcast is the PNG podcast. Uh um it's a wrestling show on the Geek City Network. We're tagging in your inner wrestling geek and it's coming soon. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Actually, you know what? We'll do the uh we'll do the show review on your show that would make okay. more sense okay. we can break down the matches there yeah yeah so yeah this is this is a little collaboration here you get in the preview on geek offensive you'll get the the uh the match breakdown on uh png it only makes sense <laughs> you're the only show on the network that got its own spinoff and it's us <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's that's collaboration i don't know synergy anyway. <laughs> Anywho, please, again, keep an eye out. Local listing, September 7th is the date. And I believe tickets are on sale right now for uh, attending the taping of the next half of the season. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye out for that. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Uh, the Geek Offensive has its own social media as well. The handle at Geek Offensive on just about everything. This show is part of the Geek Say What Network, uh, so big thank you to the network and to uh, executive producer JPG for uh, providing the platform for us. He makes me say thank you to him. He also makes me do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but big thank you to the network for giving us the platform, and the network has a plethora of other shows available right now ready for download on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your talking. First up, you have Ready, Set, Geek, your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Catherine. Then you have your weekly trivia podcast, Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. You have your actual play RPG podcast, Nerds on a Roll, hosted by Rob and Lauren and their whole crew. And then you have DGIF, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, a podcast that puts a lens on marginalized issues within the geek community. And then, as, as Berto just Put it uh, on their horizon. Look out for Pencil Neck Geeks, hosted by himself and Elaine Delalas, uh, uh, tagging in your inner wrestling geek. Should be coming out soon. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so just keep an eye out for those. We really appreciate the support. 
Next shout out goes to our associate producers, Wayland Productions, where you can find them at uh, wayland.ws. Um, they have an uh, audio drum available right now, uh, Where Live Frontier, available on Apple and Google Podcasts, and uh, on uh, Alpha as well. They normally provide the space for us and uh, the equipment. They usually help us sound great, but recording remotely for this one, but big shout out and thank you to them. Final shout out goes to our apparel sponsor, uh, jordandene.com. That's Jordan, D-E-N-E.com. Uh, they're a geek apparel store out of Brooklyn, New York. They help you look nerdy and they're eco-friendly. And if you shop with the promo code GeekSayWhat, you get 20% off your next purchase. So buy a shirt, you heathens. And I believe that's it. Uh, yeah, check out, again, check out Window of Wrestling Superheroes on Access Television starting September 7th. Um, and check your local listings for time and everything. Uh, and then try to go to the live show as well because that was an absolute blast. Um, so, yeah, and I think that's it, folks. Um, enjoy the episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to check out r slash I'm sorry, John, to join the offensive. Cue my music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but folks, we're recording live, well, not live, but remotely from San Diego Comic-Con, which is fitting because Women of Wrestling has a booth out here. Uh, it won't matter by the time this comes out because we'll be done. <laughs> this will come out the Tuesday after. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to uh, get this out because Women of Wrestling... Uh, premieres on september 7th on access television and access television was uh kind enough to have uh birdo and i who's my guest today thank Hi. you birdo Welcome. um they were kind enough kind enough to have us on for uh the recording uh, for season two of women of wrestling or wow superheroes and i had a fucking blast at this show it was this a lot was of fantastic. fun yeah. yeah um they had it at the belasco theater high production value um they were able to pack a lot of people into the venue but uh, they only packed like 400 people but it looked like a lot more yeah so i'm curious to see what tv looks like um well berto do you have any uh history with women of wrestling um yeah, actually, I watched. Well, I was aware of Women of Wrestling, mm-hmm. and they used yeah. to run a show out of uh, uh, what was it called? It was like uh, it was a, a small hotel in Long Beach, mm-hmm. um, and I actually went to what turned out to be their last show at that venue. Oh, okay. Um, and it was a lot different than it is now. Uh, you kind of tell what year is this circa this was maybe in 2016 2016 okay not too long ago see i wasn't aware of them one the company's been around since 2000 i didn't know they were still running shows yeah but yeah so you saw them live i didn't know they're running live shows yeah Yeah, like i said it was the same thing i think it was kind of like you like i knew they were around i knew they Mm -hmm. were a thing and i just happened to be driving one by one day and i saw uh Women of Wrestling on the Marquee. Mm-hmm. So I like made a mental note to come check it out one time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could kind of see at the time it was, uh, I mean, maybe on the venue because it wasn't the Belasco, which is a very like pretty venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the wrestlers, or not a lot, but you could tell some of the wrestlers were still new to it. Yeah, they do the thing where 
at least at that time and definitely in the past, they've kind of just hired people who are, you have the look we're looking for. Let, let's train you ourselves and yeah. put you on TV, um, which is a really fast way to get national TV exposure. Um, but the show's gone through a lot of changes in the, in the, since the beginning and they started, I want to say season one aired earlier this year, like mm-hmm. first half of this year. Uh, it's gone through like a really big facelift since the first time that I saw it, which was early two thousands. Uh, I don't know if you were familiar with that show at all. No, like I said, I, just, I knew they were there, but I yeah. never watched. So, uh, folks, if you've never heard of Women of Wrestling, it's its, its own promotion uh, based in Los Angeles. Uh, it's run by David McClain, who um, started Glow, which I'm sure a lot of people might be more familiar with now because well, it was from back in the 80s and now the Netflix TV show. Um, this is not even, I wouldn't even say the spiritual successor. This is just the successor to yeah. Glow. <laughs> uh, Glow is gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, and, uh, it was a very like, um, well, it broke a lot of barriers because you never saw a show with just women. Yeah. And like this is kind of the same thing now. Nowadays, you have a li- few more options. Um, and my impression of it was uh, not only was the show fun, but it's yet another um, alternative to yeah. what's available now, um, folks. If you've been listening to the show, uh, Birdo's kind of been my go-to guy for a lot of wrestling uh, knowledge and um, what to watch. Um, how would you describe where this fits? Because it's not quite, it's not WWE, even though it's on national television. And I wouldn't say it's like an indie, like bar wrestling either. It's, this is something else. Uh, I think the comparison I would use is Lucha Underground. Lucha. Okay. Yeah. Because you know, it's strictly, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's it's strictly like a kind of a TV show. It's episodic. Yes. Like the wrestlers that they have are playing characters outside of their usual yeah it's like uh well i think that's one of the big changes now yeah um a lot of you see a lot of indie talent that's been brought in yeah to sort of legitimize the product in the eyes of like your hardcore wrestling fans Mm -hmm. um and they're not playing who you would see them at at those indie promotions well we'll get to that later um but yeah this is a very different alternative um uh I kind of like the episodic format. It, it feels like the continuity flows better versus like a, a WWE. Show. I'm not going to spend <laughs> all th- this whole uh, hour and a half just fucking dunking on on the big dog of professional <laughs> wrestling. Um, but yeah, since it's run more like a TV show, I guess it everything kind of fits better. Yeah. Although it was kind of funny during the taping. This is what you get during the taping. Like they'll film uh, about four episodes a night. So it's kind of fun to see an entire angle unfold in front of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Women of Wrestling, like I said, it comes out on Access Television. It will be, um, I believe this, yeah, so season two. It's uh, a good way for uh, someone to get a lot of TV time quick. Because what they do is they film for about a week and then you're on TV for three months. Yeah. It's actually pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, I can't, I can't help but. I have to make the comparisons. I'm not dunking on WWE again, but you'll see someone on WWE get signed, great, and then you won't see them for 
months at a time. Yeah. He, I mean, it's easy to make the WWE comparison because they're kind of the benchmark. It's what everyone's familiar with. Yeah, and you so have this whole generation that only grew up with that. Yeah, so it's, it's easy to make those references. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I said, the company's actually been around since 2000. It looked very different back then. You can actually find some of that footage back from back then. The other thing that was kind of a shock, too, it's owned by Jeannie Buss. Yeah, that I had no idea until she came out. Yeah, she uh, bought the company after I, I'd seen the show. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Um, yeah, so they got that Lakers money. Yeah, kind like, of explains the production value. Yeah, you could see the change <laughs> almost instantly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so back when first came out, it was almost very, almost exactly like Glow. Mm-hmm. Um, characters are playing. I said really like, campy yeah. characters and they're kind of set in like these uh, set stereotypes. Cause yeah. there's always the Southern girl. There's always the, there's like a teacher. Yeah, there the was professions. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was such a big thing back then. Yeah. Just wrestlers that had a day job. <laughs> we had a hockey player, a, a garbage man, a garbage man, <laughs> a, a, a cop, a dentist, a, dent- a dentist. Jesus. <laughs> We well, had no. There's a, a an actual dentist who's a wrestler in the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Britt Baker is an actual practicing dentist, and she's in AEW. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had a lot of stereotypes, and like some of them, I think there was one that was like a secret agent, or um, and yeah, very like campy characters. So if you remember Glow, it was kind of the same thing. Or, it, or there was like, I'm Hawaiian. That's my character. Yeah. Like, <laughs> farmer's daughter. Farmer, a lot of farmer's daughter. Uh, why is that really popular? The Southern Belle type of stereotype. Uh, I mean, I guess some things are just tried and true. It's just in wrestling. Well, I mean, so much of pro wrestling's roots in America yeah. are, are just it, rooted in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you have... Not one, but two Southern tag teams yeah. in this <laughs> in this division. Um, but uh, and and back then, um, again, maybe only a couple of those ladies were like full time wrestlers who mm. came in. Uh, for the most part, they they weren't. They would just show up for that show, and that's it. Yeah, uh, which you still get some of with the current iteration of women of wrestling. But um, starting with last season, they've started to take steps. Um, they've brought in probably the biggest female wrestler outside of the WWE, Tessa Blanchard, in. And she's the current champion as of the recording. Don't worry, folks. This is a spoiler-free review. I'm not going to give away results. Um, Access would be very upset with us for that. <laughs> be like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> You're never invited back. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. I want to go back. <laughs> to another taping actually they're taping the the next season pretty soon um but yeah you bring you bring in talent like tessa blanchard and uh thunder rosa who's on the show as uh serpentine um and you can start to see like oh they're they're going for a different style in the ring um you're getting a lot more um athletic more acrobatic stuff uh as opposed to Again, it's kind of hard to like not be harsh about the quality of the work in ring. Maybe rudimentary or rudimentary, and no one could really sell back then. And um, I feel like David McLean's taken a lot of the right steps to 
adapt it to today's wrestling audience. They've done a lot of things. Oh, and another thing too. Um, actually, while you're dressed as a New Japan referee, <laughs> Access TV, the, you know, they've been uh, they're kind of the outlet for New Japan pro wrestling in the yeah. United States. So they probably, I would guess, had that kind of in mind. It's like, you know, what we we got women of wrestling. We got this fun little episodic promotion. Let's let's make sure the talent is is you know on par. Yeah. Um, with that said, like Tessa Blanchard, who again, daughter of Tully Blanchard, one of the original four horsemen, she's, um, also coaching a lot of the new talent. Yeah. That was, uh, interesting to see uh, like in a good way. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, when I watched, you know, that one live show that mm-hmm. I went to, um, Steffi Slays, uh, she was still new at the time mm-hmm. or, you know, learning how to wrestle and you can see it, but there's she's also still pretty young. Yeah. And, but you know, she's a good, uh, like a good underdog baby face. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, after Jeannie Buss took over the company, I saw like Steffi posted a picture of her training or that she was training with Tessa. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh, they're taking this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not they, that they weren't before, right? But, not that yeah. they weren't before, but I think they have the right approach now yeah. and not just that, but, uh, even some of the part-timers that they have mm-hmm. who um, may have only just appeared in WoW, um, you could tell that they've been training. Yeah. And, and it's noticeable when they're in the ring with someone who can uh, help them with the match, they look great. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest uh, the, the biggest standout for me, other than the actual indie talent that was there, was uh, the Beast. Her name's Tawana Ferguson. But as far as I could tell, she's only wrestled for wow yeah i haven't seen her anywhere else but yeah uh, and she man the crowd exploded for her yeah yeah she will be at san diego comic-con but again this will come out after so it's okay you're a time traveler yeah i mean if you're there like if you were there send us photos i don't know Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so what what were what was your impression of the the in-ring work um i was super impressed Mm -hmm. um because you could see the improvement in the ring work. And mm-hmm. obviously when you have um, not just veteran wrestlers, but people who are like, this is what they do. They're mm-hmm. wrestlers. Uh, it, it became like truly an alternative for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not just watching. And part of the, the, the traction for glow back in the day was the camp. Mm-hmm. Cause it seemed like the wrestling was a way to move stories forward. Yeah. Where, uh, with wow like the wrestling itself is the attraction yeah we saw some pretty amazing stuff once another standout for us was uh reina reyes mm-hmm. who i guess wrestled last season as azteca yeah and she wore a mask so that's that <laughs> i think we were talking about that off air and i'm like wait a minute why is she listed as azteca on the website like, yeah. no no she's she had a mask yeah it's a different person <laughs> Yeah, it was even like she's a good example because she came out of Lance Storm's wrestling school. That explains a lot, yeah. Actually, go follow Lance Storm on Twitter, he's a great follow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Lance Storm, if you guys don't remember, he's um, basically he was from the Attitude Area era and before uh, out of ECW, yeah. WCW, TNA, everywhere, yeah, WWE. I felt like he was kind of wasted in WWE. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because uh, they just didn't know what to, they don't know what to do with guys like him who was just, he's a wrestling machine. Yeah. Um, but they didn't know what to do with his personality. Well, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. How, 
when you have a person like a, a talent, mm-hmm. like how important is their in-ring work versus their promo work? What's more important to you? You know, it just it depends on I guess the person. Like for me, mm-hmm. like I love like technical wrestling. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So if a guy can just or a girl, anyone can just be great in the ring. Sometimes that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, personality is huge because you you don't have guys like you know the rock or steve austin or without it yeah like john moxley without their personality that's a big part of who they are Mm -hmm. um but i guess for a company you want it you know promos are important personality is important because that's how you sell the product yeah and i would say uh women of wrestling does heavily rely on those characters and the and the promo work we didn't get to see you could tell there's like backstage segments that Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see so it'll be fun to see how the show is like tied together yeah yeah i think there was an angle this isn't a real spoiler but there was a there's clearly a feud going on between the two southern teams yeah uh, is the Dixie Darlings and uh, Jesse Jones and, and her tag team partner. Sorry, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, it, it seems like they were going at it. Yeah. Um, and you could tell. Another thing, too, was um, I, I th- want to say Dixie Darlings are kind of the, a greener talent. Yeah. It looks like they were cast directly for them, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just uh, having them in such that kind of feud is yeah. actually kind of like nice to see. Yeah. Um, wh- what did you think of the, of the storylines in this? Um, they're entertaining. I don't know what to say without spoiling anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I guess this episode may not be as long cause we can't spoil results. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy like being at the tapings uh, mm-hmm. all day. Uh, cause they actually tape in succession. Mm-hmm. So you can follow the story. Yeah. Um, cause I went to a Lucha underground taping and they would, tape out of order uh so you wait how would that work just um, i don't know if it's just availability of wrestlers because some people weren't there all day oh that's right yeah. they had again you know with their contract disputes and stuff yeah right they had to pull in people yeah and it, yeah. it wasn't just that like someone might be on one show but not on the next three right um, you know ricochet's only in town this week we got to film these episodes now yeah yeah oh he's he's not ricochet there he was prince puma yeah yeah <laughs> um so it was nice to at wow to be able to actually follow the story mm-hmm. just sitting there without having to try and figure th- out what was going on um so again you're one of my go-to guys for like um wrestling knowledge uh i was there two nights the first night you mm. weren't there i noticed immediately like oh some of these people have to be from somewhere else yeah and i was surprised to that's why i immediately went to you i'm like who's that yeah who's that the whole show i'm like who's that <laughs> Uh, but were, were you surprised by any of the names they got? Um, I don't know. Maybe I was surprised because I follow them on social media. Oh, that's right. So that's I, right. I knew who some of the yeah, yeah. people would be there. I mean, I mean, just knowing Tessa was there already, mm-hmm. like that was uh, not a surprise. It was like a pleasant surprise. That was my first time seeing her live. Oh, really? Actually, I know we had. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to some of the bar shows, but I always conveniently missed it when she was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she is, again, she hasn't been on a national platform yet, but again, she's only 23. Yeah. She is fantastic in the ring um, and good on the mic. And she can pretty much make anyone look good and yep. still keep that dominating persona herself. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating to watch herself. If anything at all, watch for her 
and the Beast. Um, another standout was a Jungle Girl. Yeah, she's been with the company for a long time. Yeah, she was there for. Uh, I, I looked that one up. She was there from the beginning yeah um and j- again jungle girl i know jungle boy is accepted now yeah but like jungle girl back then that was kind of like wait a minute what is this gimmick doing here in 2000 yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i felt that way in 2016 yeah but i, I think wrestling's changed now mm-hmm. where you kind of can accept uh you know kind of off the wall characters i guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better term yeah. yeah. So what kind of person do you think is this aimed at? Um, I'd say definitely families. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was a family friendly show. Yeah. I think about it. Because, uh, I mean, sometimes when you watch wrestling, like there's a show coming up. It's an indie show. Mm-hmm. And my friend wants to go and he asks, like, oh, can I bring my uh, son mm-hmm. who's, I think, about eight or nine now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm like I don't think there's anything offensive going on but it's still I, I'm not sure if I would bring a kid to an well, yeah. indie show necessarily yeah indie shows might be rough because you know they can get around get away with stuff and, yeah you know it, it's all about being a little more creative uh, freely creative yeah um, and I think a lot of people might be unfortunately still stuck in the attitude era when it comes to what they when you say women's wrestling yeah because they're probably still thinking like a brawn panties match or something, <laughs> which yeah. safely to say, like this show does not have that. Yeah. It, it really is focused on the the wrestler's talent. Yeah, like, in this uh, in this promotion. Yeah, there's like nothing going on in storyline wise or just anything in general that I wouldn't show to like a, a kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. W- would you recommend this to your mom? <laughs> uh, Speaking of, yeah, from Berto's own show, <laughs> PNG. <laughs> My mom wouldn't watch it, but I would recommend it to her. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> um, but yeah, why don't we go into some of the, uh, the competitors on here? Like we said, Tessa Blanchard, um, they're, uh, she's obviously the number one. Yeah. Like start with, would you call her the ace or is she just the top she's the top person there yeah yeah so i guess kind of would make her the ace right? yeah actually how would you describe ace because whenever you hear that term like i feel like there's more than one uh um, description for it i always thought that was like the top person in the company or like the go-to okay like again the wwe comparison would have been john cena mm. um i mean in new japan it's been tanahashi mm-hmm. uh it would in stardom like before she came to, to nxt it would have been io shirai mm. just like kind of yeah maybe the face of that company yeah i coming into it about a year and a half two years ago uh, again i was a lapsed wrestling fan and i got back into it thanks to birdo um yeah i, I kind of had like a different idea of ace i thought ace might have meant like the the best person in the ring yeah i mean um, that's definitely part of it yeah uh because i would have said if you'd asked me who's the ace in new japan i would have said will osprey because mm. I, I'm never bored during yeah. one of his matches. Yeah, I, I think maybe like longevity has to do with it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people compare Tanahashi to Cena, and I mean that's it. Like they've been the the top guys in their uh, companies for a long time. Tanahashi's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, still looks great at forty. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no, ain't no athletic commission in Japan. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, some of the, the names you might recognize, um, 
if you are an indie or hardcore fan, mm-hmm. uh, Tessa, obviously, um, she's, you have next, you have Sarah Wolf, who is Razor. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> okay, so once I start saying the names of the character, characters, you'll start to get a feel of like what the, the storylines are like yeah. over there. Uh, but you have Razor. Um, she's part of the, I, I believe it's the Psycho Sisters. That's a stable there. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Steffi Slays, who is one half of the Bully Busters. Yeah. Uh, is Keita Rush on the indies, or was she a homegrown uh, um, WoW competitor? You know, I've only ever seen her in WoW, so I'm not sure. She might be. Yeah. She she seemed to have a f- stronger following already. Yeah. Like, people recognized her and, like, knew who she was already. Yeah. Well, they I believe they've been a tag team for a long time. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes a little more sense. Um, and then you have, let's see, uh, Jungle, like we said, we have the Temptress, who she wrestled in NXT in the indies um, as, is it Katie Lee? No. She's virtual in the oh uh, Katie Lee and uh, Katie Lee. I know I've seen her as that uh, at bar. She was Katie Birchall in the WWE version of ECW. Like right. she, was, she was a pirate. Just just a pirate, <laughs> but not like the way Kyrie Sane is yeah, a pirate. No, uh, like Kyrie's uh, gimmick because she actually likes boating. So she is that what it's from? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the inspiration for a gimmick. I mean, with, it was Paul Burchill and Katie Burchill was supposed to be brother and sister. I do vaguely remember that because that was part of that um, that period of time where I wasn't a wrestling fan. Yeah, like I mean, I didn't watch that version of ECW a lot, mm-hmm. which kind of I think they kind of flew under the radar. I've heard they've had, they actually had some really good matches, but. You know, everyone like when you use that name, you're trying to compare it to the original, and it's just not going to be the same. Right, right. You know? uh, next up, you also have a uh, uh, Holiday who yeah. normally tags with Thunder Rosa, who's also in the promotion, but they're not a tag team. Yeah. Holiday will be tagging with uh, uh, a woman named Siren. Yeah, who, as far as I, I couldn't find her on uh, outside of Wow. She might, she might wrestle under a different name. Yeah, she didn't look familiar. to No, me. Um, but Holiday's there. Uh, we have she. We have a uh, Ray Lynn or Rachel Bostic. This was the one that kind of messed me up because I'm like, she either goes by Rachel Bostic or Ray Lynn <laughs> on the indies, but in WoW she is Chantilly Shella, who's a raver chick. So I guess that's kind of a modern gimmick, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it's other people are kind of using that raver mm-hmm. uh, gimmick now. Um, and then you have uh, Jessica Havoc, who's in uh, Impact right now. Yeah, she's beat, she's actually a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, the crowd were was really receptive to these big monster. Yeah, yeah, because it's her and the Beast. Mm. Immediately, the crowd exploded. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually really excited to see what the crowd reactions look like in um, on TV, just because. From where we were sitting, mm-hmm. um, I could see directly across where the hard cam's facing. Yeah, and in the front row, there's this elderly couple, <laughs> and this, the the um, the wife just not disgusted, but it was just like, oh my god! Like the whole time, her face was like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you bring me to? <laughs> how how uncivilized, how unladylike, <laughs> like that kind of looks. I'm I'm gonna be looking for her the whole yeah. time because <laughs> her husband was into it. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, then we have 
you missed this one. I don't think she's on the Indians, but her name is Nikki Krampus. I, I just... Oh, I, I heard of the gimmick, but... Yeah, yeah, it's insane because... You remember Giant, you remember Giant Gonzalez, right? Yes, definitely. She wears something like that uh-huh. to the ring, but to the ring, she has this giant horned mask with a tongue sticking out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man. And then she takes it off, and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, it's a human under there? <laughs> um and then we had, uh, this was actually a, one of the standouts for me also, is uh, Kira Hogan. Yes. Who is wrestling there as Fire. Yep. Yeah. Actually, these are kind of sounding like American Gladiator names. Yeah. <laughs> now they say them out loud. Um, but yeah, we have Fire, who, again, if you've been following her on um, uh, on the indie scene, she's normally an impact. She's been kind of all over the place. I think she has a match with Joey Ryan coming up. Either you, either it just happened or it's coming up. Yeah, um, I've seen her wrestle coincidentally in uh, a lot of places. And she's always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have uh, Thunder Rosa wrestling there as Serpentine, who yeah. again, her and Holiday are not only a tag team, but here she's part of Sofia Lopez's stable, who is an attorney that just manages wrestlers. In her. Yeah. Oh, see, another another occupation. Yep. <laughs> At least she's not in the ring. She's yeah. smart enough to be like, I'm not going to take the hit. I'll just, I'll get you in the matches. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing, interesting thing about Serpentine is that um, it was originally a crossover with Lucha Underground. Cause, oh, yeah, cause okay. Her character in Lucha Underground was Cobra Moon. Okay. But I'm guessing they changed the name because maybe licensing since Lucha Underground is no longer around. Yeah. But um, oh, she was a Cobra Moon. Yeah. In uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but here she's as Serpentor. She she has a mask, not the regular face paint that you're used to seeing her with. Yeah. Serpentine. Uh, Serpentor is a uh, Masters of the Universe character. Yeah, <laughs> but she's dressed like Serpentor. Yeah, when she walks out, you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. For uh, again, even though it's like a small venue, they still manage to like do some cool stuff with the entrances and make it like seem much grander than it is. Yeah, I think Raina Reyes probably had my favorite uh, entrance because she comes oh, yeah. out with this giant gown and headdress, and you, her music is just drums. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was just. I'm glad that uh. Thunderosa slash Serpentine mm-hmm. is on the show. I'm she is so good. Like I'm always happy to see her wrestling. And very nice to us after the show. Yeah, yeah. She's friend with Chris Wolf, friend of the show. Shout out to Chris. Yeah, um, yeah. Very nice afterwards. Um, and then uh, oh, you also have a uh, Diamante. Yeah, or Priscilla Zuniga. Uh, she'll be wrestling as Adrenaline. Yep. And uh, actually, why don't I just get into this? Adrenaline and Fire are a tag team. Yep. And and what's cool about the upcoming season is not only do they have, you know, their main title scene with Tessa as the as the top girl there, um, you have this tag team tournament. Yep. And it was a lot of diversity in terms of their gimmicks and like their their work rates and like it, it was actually like one of the more entertaining parts of the night. Yeah. And it's just nice. Again, I don't mean to dunk on the big dog, but it's like it's just nice seeing them put some importance on their on their women's tag team title. Yeah. <laughs> you almost forget that the big dog of professional wrestling has a women's tag team division. Yeah, which is kind of unfair to the Iconics. Oh, they're yeah. actually really great. Oh, they're fun. They're one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Fire and Adrenaline, as far as the tag teams go, they mm-hmm. were kind of the standout for me. Yeah. Because um, both of them are, um, they're, they're in stature-wise, they're kind of like smaller, but like in terms of like their, their style, they complement each other really well. Yeah. 
Uh, and according to our friend Amy from Darklight Clothing, shout out to Amy. Yep. Um, that was the first time they had tagged together, apparently. Yeah, and you wouldn't know it. No, you yeah. would not. Um, I think just all the experience they've gotten outside of the ring, like really, sh- really shined. Yeah. And whoever they were against, like, and they had great matches all around. Whoever they were against, they they made everything really entertaining. Yeah, I think maybe Diamante being there would have. Uh, surprise me mm-hmm. you're asking if there are any surprises and like only because i'd only seen her once at a bar show mm-hmm. and she was fantastic she got the uh please come back chance see i love that uh that's what i love about the indie scene all these chants that started yeah. especially that one like because yeah. you'd know immediately where you stand with the crowd yeah yeah if they're begging for you to come back it's like yeah it's great yeah so it was a good surprise this year because i uh she impressed me um, greatly when I saw her bar. So was, I was just glad to see her or be mm-hmm. able to see her live again. Yeah. Um, the action was, uh, again, it's a tournament. It, it kind of went through pretty much all the season. Cause I was there for two nights of the tapings. That was eight episodes and it was pretty much going the whole time. Yeah. So this is like a legit tournament that'll be running through the show. And the, they, I'm not going to spoil who, but they do, crown a new tag team champion Mm -hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes too because uh, it was a good way to put a lot of talent on the screen without having them carry the weight of a match by themselves yeah you know what i mean uh because i think the psycho sisters had a new member called mesmeriah she's um as far as again as far as i could tell i think she's a homegrown talent or Mm -hmm. at least for the most part been only primarily with wow and uh, she got a lot of TV time. Yeah. Because uh, Psycho Sisters were really over as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just a good platform for a lot of these brand new talents. She, um, I want to say, was it Razor? And uh, who's, her, who's her tag team partner? I can't remember. I don't recall. Ah, okay. Like, I know who I'll you're talking back. about. I know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Fury. That's who it was. Okay. Razor and Fury. There we go. Um, I'm pretty sure Fury was on the indies as well. Couldn't... I'd have to look it up. Yeah. Like, I definitely know who Sarah Wolf is. Yeah. Um, but he also had... Oh, that's right. Jessica Havoc had a tag team partner as well. It's Havoc and Hazard. Yeah. Um, I think they were... They're, they're probably an early favorite in the mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. Um, just because they were just smashing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think they had this squash match with the Dixie Darlings. And who, it was, who I lovingly refer to as the Dixie Twins. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, they actually are twins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess they're at least a non-traditional Southern team because it's two Asian girls from the South. Yeah. It's we, fun. I, we've talked about this and I uh, uh, have an affinity for the Dixie Darlings. Mm-hmm. Why is that, Berto? I, honestly, <laughs> Justin thinks it's because I think they're cute, which mm-hmm. I mean they are. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to lie about it, but uh, I think it's it's representation. Yeah. You know, I grew up not seeing a lot of um, Asian American wrestlers, Mm -hmm. and if they were, they tended to be, you know, racial stereotypes. Yeah. So, again, like, we're kind of seeing, we're getting more representation in in everything now. Mm -hmm. So, it kind of, like, it it just makes me want to pull for them. There is, I can't spoil that. (laughs) <laughs> I just thought I just remembered something when you said representation of Asians I was just like there's something that happens look out for one of the episodes for a big surprise <laughs> keep watching every week folks <laughs> um 
but yeah, this is actually like a really good platform. Again, access isn't like one of the, um, it isn't like a, a CBS or anything, but no. it gets to put these wrestlers on a national stage mm-hmm. for uh, three months at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you just kind of figure like, why aren't more promotions doing that? I guess maybe they have the genie bus leverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, that was, again, a surprise because um, I don't think this will make it to TV, but they did have a little ceremony for Jeannie, like yeah. thanking her. She got her own little title belt. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe the experience of going to a taping, actually? Um, this one or just in general? In, in, uh, let's start with this one. Uh, I don't know. It's just like... Because, it, again, like, it goes back to, like, this is such a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to compare it to, because, you know, if you go to something like, uh, you know, WWE, it's, you know, it's a live show. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, it's being taped, but it's live. Yeah. And this one is, like, a regular TV taping. Yeah. Like, it's hard to explain. It is more TV show in that respect. Yeah, like you, you have a well. They kind of were able to keep everything within set times. Yeah, um, and they kept everything moving. Mm-hmm. But if you've never been to a TV taping, a lot of times you're, like you said, they tape like four episodes in a day. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there for about four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what I noticed is that if you ever go to a TV taping, they usually have uh, someone to warm up the crowd and keep them like yeah. Uh, you know, awake basically, yeah. and they didn't need that here. Yeah, it was pretty easy. Like you could see they had like stage hands for that, but it wasn't necessary. Like the show was like, yeah, yeah everyone was like into this. Yeah, but I even feel like when the stage hands were doing it, it was more if the that section was on camera. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I didn't realize why I had like such a loyal following because yeah. everyone who was there was like all into it. Yeah, yeah. Um. And again, that just goes into, you say this a lot. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful now that there's wrestling for everyone. Yeah. And I feel like we didn't have those options a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just different styles of wrestling, different genres of wrestling. Um, and it's like you brought up like the bra and panties thing earlier. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a big proponent of women's wrestling. I just, I don't know why. I just enjoy women's wrestling keyword wrestling yeah and i'm glad that we're getting that now yeah especially with those old kinds of brawn panties matches like you could tell it's like they're not wrestlers they're moving around kind of awkwardly they're not taking the bumps properly yeah or i mean if it was wrestlers it's not like they were there like they wanted to do that stuff mm-hmm. yeah um do you think how, let's see how i put this w- with women's wrestling kind of research like surging now mm-hmm. um where, where do you think wow stacks up Ooh, that's interesting the, you know because a lot of um at least on the independent scene and mm-hmm. in AEW, you're seeing a lot more push for the women's divisions yeah like how would you th- where do you think this stacks up and it's we, of, can, we can split it up we, in terms of the in-ring work versus like their promo work yeah it's kind of hard to to make a strict comparison Mm -hmm. because they are a different product they really are i feel like an alternative to what you're used to 
Yeah, real unbelievably unique. Yeah, because when you got me into this a couple of years ago, it well a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen anything quite like this, or yeah. thought um, again my my previous impression of WoW from the past. Yeah, was just kind of like, oh, is this kind of a um, this very TNA oriented and not tna impact i mean the other type of <laughs> tna <laughs> um but yeah i hadn't really seen anything like this where it was I, you know how about that? i would from my mma segments i'd compare this to invicta invicta fc is a all women's championship or federation federation all women's promotion um where you see a lot of talent go on to the to bigger shows Mm -hmm. so they moved to the ufc and but it's a place for a woman to get on a card Mm. and it's like guaranteed for them yeah yeah i mean at least uh in ring Mm -hmm. um i mean because of the talent pool they have or because they've uh you know signed so many great indie wrestlers Mm -hmm. um you know it's I'm not saying it's like top notch all the time because mm-hmm. uh, it's its own thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we need. I mean, I can tell you I was never bored at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to give you an example of like the in-ring stuff you saw, um, uh, Becca Ray and Reyes, she does this crazy like corkscrew sort of move off the top rope. It's a 720 corkscrew kind of splash yeah so imagine you've seen like a figure skater like spinning really fast on the ice Mm -hmm. so imagine someone doing that and like jumping off a turnbuckle (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that's the type of stuff you're seeing now and you're like whoa (laughs) i mean that's something you wouldn't have seen in old wow or glow yeah actually since I've seen her do it, yeah. now I'm starting to see other people do it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <Aww. laughs> I think, uh, shout out to Elmar Chiloko, I think he just did it in one of his matches. Oh, really? And then I saw Thunder Rosa do it uh. in a, another match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was actually really fun to see this, um, the veteran talent and the new talent kind of work together. Yeah. Um, Tessa had, well, who would you say is the... For you, who was the standout for all of this? Um, for me, it was Reyna. Reyna. And I okay. think it's because I've seen Tessa. I mean, always impressive. Yeah. But I'd never seen Reyna before. Yeah. Um, who is, oh, sorry, I didn't mention her her name on the Indies. It's uh, Giselle Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, when, it's like you said, uh, uh, last season, she was billed as Azteca. Mm-hmm. This year, it's Reyna Reyes and you know, the Pearl of the Philippines. Yeah. So, you know, again, representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, folks, I know we're kind of breaking kayfabe here, yeah. but it, it's more to appeal to not anyone, not only like new fans to wrestling, but people who are already established wrestling mm-hmm. fans. I just want you to know like, hey, this is the kind of level talent that you're going to see in here. Yeah. Because uh, Ray Lynn and Diamante Kirahogan, like, all of them stand out in the ring. Yeah. Because I, I could see it, like, immediately that you're like, oh, they're not doing the same thing they were in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting a fresh new product that's um, drastically improved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a blast. Like, like I was at an indie show, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the level of talent they have. It's mm-hmm. uh, if you are a fan of wrestling, you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. Which is again very nice that again just another alternative for people to go to. Actually, what struck me too was um, there actually were a good amount of families there. Yeah. And uh, you got to see little girls in the crowd, like, cheering with their signs and um, uh, getting autographs and stuff. Yeah. It was actually, like, really fun to see. Yeah. But this was, like, it was family, but it didn't feel... <sighs> cheesy? Or... <sighs> yeah, cheesy. Despite how uh, campy some of the gimmicks can get. Yeah. This, yeah, it didn't feel, like, fluff. Yeah. You know, it was still like, no, like Havoc still dropping that person on their head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, wh- who are you excited for people to see? Because mm. there's a lot of names on here that like even you weren't familiar with. Yeah. I mean, if it's not Reina, then uh, probably Kira and or let's say Fire and Adrenaline. Fire and Adrenaline for um, sure. I don't know if it's because, like, you know, I know they're dark light people. I'm, <laughs> I'm always going to be or pull for dark light people. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't pull for them if they were, like, garbage in the ring. Yeah. They're so good that, you know, you know, they deserve eyes on them. Yeah. It's really, again, I was very shocked when we found out, like, they'd never tagged. Yeah. And it's like, oh, keep an eye on them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually started following Impact and uh, um, other promotions more just, just looking for their work. Yeah outside of it because i had no idea diamante well i didn't i wasn't familiar with diamante before the show mm-hmm. but i didn't know she was part of lax and she had this whole um career going already yeah. i was like wow yeah i mean neither did i uh, well i think that's also a good example of like what this is good for too is again i had never seen a talented worker like diamante before mm-hmm. and it's like oh here she is yeah i never seen kira hogan before i'm like oh she's here yeah um because, Frank, I don't know where you can find Impact <laughs> on television anymore. Uh, it's not Pop TV. I think it's Pursuit TV. It's Pursuit TV. Which, yeah, what kind of sucks is that, you know, you can, you know, everyone kind of, well, not everyone, you know, TNA before Impact didn't have a great reputation or was starting to not have a great reputation. It's kind of when you saw those old wrestlers come in i was like this is starting to feel like wcw oh, that's exactly how i felt i was like, just like oh yeah. no um and Ho- i think the biggest hit for me was when hogan got rid of this excited ring i was just like oh. you stood apart and then <laughs> now you don't i was actually okay with that really i've heard oh. a lot of wrestlers say it's hard to work the six oh it is yeah oh, okay. especially if you're an aerial wrestler mm-hmm. like standing on the turnbuckle at a wider angle mm-hmm. is difficult Oh, uh, I figured there's just more stuff to jump off of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, you know, impact is uh, improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been saying it's actually a better watch than WWE is now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm excited for impact. And like, it's good for wrestling fans to have good wrestling, like no matter who it is. And my cable company doesn't call, or carry <laughs> pursuit, so I can't even watch it. But you got access, though. Uh, no, I don't have access. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll have to get the app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, very excited for what they can bring to the table. Um, again, I wish I could go match by match. <laughs> so this episode's a little shorter than usual. Um, but if you're expecting what you saw in the 2000s, mm-hmm. I would say 
forget that. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is a brand new show that has top tier talent. Um, actually, if you see it, uh, a commercial for anything that Tess is doing, yeah. go watch that. Uh, anything for Jungle Girl, who is kind of their Tanahashi. Yeah, she's been around like forever, so for, for like nineteen years. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she still got really good in the ring. I don't yeah. think I don't believe she's a full timer. She, I think she only wrestles for a while, as far as I could tell. I've only ever seen her there. Yeah, um, she's actually like very good on the mic and um, really fills that veteran role. Yeah. really well. Uh, and then I think the, the biggest surprise for me was the beast. Yeah. Um, she, how would I do? it's like, she's like their Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And I, and I don't know what it is about her. She just fucking got the crowd like going like she was over as soon as she stepped out. Yeah. I was, just, it's hard to explain that it thing. She, that's, that's yeah. it. Exa- she has it. Yeah. So it, sometimes you see wrestlers with, you know, similar gimmicks where they're monsters and they're, they come out trying to be, mm-hmm. or like looking aggressive and trying to be intimidating. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I see that I'm like, oh, you're a person playing the character of yeah. this. But when she came out, I'm like, oh, she's ready to fuck some shit up. And yeah. I was ready for it. So, like, she, like I said, um, just jacked. Yeah. Jacked. Um, she's like their Brock Lesnar. She has some amazing matches. She's so it kind of looks like their their top tier is kind of like it's like Tessa Beast and um Jungle Girl. Mm-hmm. Those are their top folks. And then um what do you say? And then they have their tag team division, which I think Havoc and Hazard are kind of your your bullies there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Bully Busters would be like your their name's Bully Busters. <laughs> Um, they're kind of like your extreme baby faces. Um, then you have fire and adrenaline who are, um, again, sort of like baby faces as well, but not in the same way. Yeah. They're not like totally harmless. They have some like edge to them. Yeah. Like I said, I think, well, Steffi Slays of the Bully Busters is a good underdog. Yeah. There you go. Underdog. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of promising things to see and now that we know they've gotten renewed for i mean they're taping the the rest of the second season mm. um i hope they continue to have a strong showing i think this is like a great like you know what it is mm-hmm. it's another family friendly alternative yeah because i feel like there's not a lot in that respect it feels oh, like yeah. the only family friendly one is wwe and that's it yeah and there's alternatives but like they're for your hardcore fan yeah yeah, I mean, Lucha Underground was a good alternative because it was also episodic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, people got murdered on that show. Characters got killed <laughs> off. It was not for the family. You're like, oh, um, yeah, maybe not show that one to my eight year old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was, I, I think, another thing that's like sorely needed. And I also think it kind of shows like, hey, wrestling can be this. Mm-hmm. Also, I think people, again, there's a whole generation that grew up with just WWE and they don't know anything else i think it's just that yeah um but this is uh a very welcome alternative it's um it was a blast to watch live i can't wait to see the final product i i think it's got a lot of promise and it's just it's good to see um talented workers like that get that national tv exposure yeah you know i'm kind of wondering um there's a local indie here in socal uh, called aws Mm -hmm. um 
and they announced that they're shutting their doors at the end of the year. Uh, but they've always put on really good women's cards. They're not strictly a women's company, but they've always had really strong cards. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering like with the closing, like, and I know it's, uh, a little bit different, but I wonder if they all, um, if their workers might, you know, if wow would be willing to pick up or give work to, uh, some of those wrestlers cause they deserve a lot of exposure. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm kind of wondering, well, look at this. She, she, David McLean, um, he's kind of their Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. although I don't think he has anything like Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, he kind of has control on everything. I guess yeah. he wants it. I guess that's why some of the stuff from Glow and Early Wow are still yeah. kind of in it. So he kind of wants it to look a certain way. Do you think that was to the detriment of the promotion or or not? Um you know, I think the depth of talent like has a lot to do with it. Like if they hadn't picked up Tessa or like the indie wrestlers they mm-hmm. have, then I think the campiness, which isn't always a good thing. Camp can be fun. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if it had stayed on the level it was a few years ago, mm-hmm. then it would have been a detriment. Yeah. But now it adds to it's fun now. Yeah. Because you have, um, you know, uh, solid ring work, like, matches you want to see that are like they complement each other the, the yeah. camp and the the talent yeah yeah it, i guess this is uh, one thing to say like it all kind of fits together better yeah like nothing felt overly out of place it's yeah. like like wow was very clear like this is what it is yeah and this is what we're we're gonna do here mm-hmm. um and then again just having tessa um just gives you that instant credibility yeah yeah so basically, go watch her matches for sure. <laughs> um, everyone on the card was fantastic. I think Tessa over the, I want to say she had like four matches. She, yeah, she did not have a bad match while I was there. She had yeah. one with with Reyna with uh, Faith, the Linus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's actually yeah she's actually one to keep an eye on too. She's actually very athletic. Um, I think again a home more of a homegrown talent, but very good in the ring and then any time like tessa's with um one of their other top tier people yeah in there it's it's just a fun show to watch um so if you're looking for that alternative that you can show to your to your kid mm-hmm. and it's you know you want it you or your mom <laughs> uh you you want to show like women's wrestling to um someone who and you, and you don't want it to be a broad panties match, you know? Uh, okay, how about this? So you want something that will kind of change your perception yeah. of women's wrestling. For someone who may have only grown up watching in that era. Yeah, I mean, for someone who watched only in that era, mm-hmm. or like this might be a good, like it's a gateway drug. It's, it's Yeah. A, it's a good way to introduce you to like this new generation of, or what. Uh, wrestlers are capable of now yeah because uh, yeah because a lot of the performers i found myself like much more engrossed than what you'd see in some of the bigger shows yeah and not just WD, but like in other big promotions as well i'm like oh i kind of liked what i saw there yeah a little bit more um but yeah so folks check out uh wow uh women of rest i think it's wow superheroes mm-hmm. that's oh that's another thing they're built as superheroes yeah it's not divas it's not um, superstars it's superheroes yeah which I love because uh, and we've talked about it a few times where uh, during the Attitude Era people would compare 
wrestling to soap opera, mm-hmm. but now you're hearing the comparison to comic books more. Yeah, we just talked to Scott Lost about that. Yeah, which uh, you'll eventually get to hear on PNG. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, folks, this was like the spoiler-free like preview. Uh, I think for the most part, spoiler free. Yeah. yeah, the show has a lot of great talent uh, in like homegrown and from the indies. Uh, a very good amount of surprises, considering like it's just kind of a contain- self-contained like universe. Mm-hmm. Um, good production value and just a fun watch. It'll be like a half hour every week. Uh, it'll be on. Uh, access starting september 7th so please keep an eye out and um i believe they're selling tickets for the taping coming up yeah yeah um i think this is a welcome alternative and i can't wait for i can't wait to see like people's reaction to it because i had a blast going to the show yeah yeah uh, yes yeah big thank you to access television and to david mclean and genie bus for having us yep come on the show anytime <laughs> yeah please come on by <laughs> uh berto where can they find you uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at brainiac the mc it's brainiac with a k mm-hmm. and uh on my own show png podcast uh at png podcast on instagram and you can find me on instagram at justin malari and on twitter at justin underscore malari and the geek offensive has its own social media as well with the handle at geek offensive this show is part of the Geek Say What Network. Uh, so, big thank you to the network and to JPG, our CEO, for providing the space for us. He, uh, the platform for us, uh, he makes me thank him. So, <laughs> don't read too much into that. Um, but, big thank you to the network for providing a platform for us. Uh, the network has a plethora of other shows available right now on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your talking uh, available right now. So, please download and subscribe the following. Uh, we have Ready Set Geek, your starting line to geek culture, hosted by Alex Catherine. We have uh, Geek KO, your weekly trivia podcast, hosted by Justin Madriaga and Ish. We have our actual play RPG podcast, Nerds on a Roll, hosted by Rob and Lauren and their whole crew. And then we have uh, Diverse Geeks in Focus, hosted by Gemma Vidal, uh, putting a lens on marginalized issues within the geek community. And on the horizon, we have the PNG podcast, Pencil Neck Geeks. Tagging your inner wrestling geek. Yes, this show. We all the wrestling talk on this show turned into another show. So <laughs> don't worry, you get your your wrestling fix on the Geek Say What Network. Uh, but look for that one on the horizon as well. It features Berto Ponce, Elaine Delalas, and myself uh, on sound. And then uh, yeah, next shout out goes to our associate producers, Wayland Productions. You can find them at wayland.ws. They normally provide the space for us and the equipment, but we're recording this one remotely. But they normally help us out. Follow their audio drama, We're Live Frontier, on uh, Alpha and Apple Podcasts. I believe it's uh, their latest iterations wrapping up soon, and they're going to have a new one after that. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and then uh, last shout-out goes to our apparel sponsor, jordandene.com. That's Jordan, D-E-N-E.com. Uh, they're eco-friendly, and they help you look nerdy. Uh, they're... Uh, geek apparel store out of brooklyn new york uh and if you shop with the promo code geek say what you get 20 percent off your next purchase so buy a shirt you heathens and i believe that's it berto thanks for taking some time out of your busy comic-con schedule to, oh. to do this episode uh, thanks for having me like yeah. i literally did schedule nothing today because <laughs> i wanted to be here for this <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to rate comment and subscribe and to check out our slash i'm sorry john to join the offensive Thank you, everybody.